Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this podcast with Pastor Mubarakota. Mubarakota is the founder and leader of Christ Love World Outreach, a global evangelical ministry that is impacting the lives of many worldwide. Mubarak, an anointed teacher of the word, teaches the good news that has the power to heal the brokenhearted, free the captives, and change lives. Stay connected as you receive God's inspired word. Now, today's message. Father, thank you for helping us. And thank you that you help us again. Amen. I'm happy about what God is doing. I don't know about you. I'm so excited. Amen. We are still continuing with our series on receiving help from above. This week is help from above conference, by the way. <laughs> Hallelujah. And 31st night is also coming. This year's 31st night is going to be held on the park. There's a land behind us. So we're going to have an open space so we can have more people. Amen. Second Chronicles 23. 20, chapter number 20, verse 3. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. For, and Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of God. Amen. <clears throat> to ask help of God. Everybody needs help from God. Amen. And where you ask for help matters. Say amen. amen. You know, problems come in life. It is not unscriptural. It's not unspiritual for you to be attacked. So as a Christian, you can come against challenges. Life, when you imagine it, is always straight like this. Like it's a street where you go. But the reality when it plays out is never straight. The reality of your life, okay, between the time you catch a vision from God and the time you accomplish that vision is a topsy-turvy one. It has wild things you never imagine. It has amazing downs you never see. It, it has extremely highs you never anticipate. But in all, Regardless, you get it. There's an underlining factor. Whether it's all good, somewhat good, not so good, or very bad, whoever you are, you will need help from God. Rich people will need help from God. Poor people will need help from God. Nobody is left a superhero. Your pastor needs help from another pastor. That pastor also needs help from another pastor. You need prayer from me. Me too, I need prayer from someone. That's how it is. Every one of us need help. And we are blessed if in the day of our need, we, we have a place we can go to for help. Unfortunately, many people don't recognize that Help must come from the right source. Sometimes, people needing 
a way out. They result to things that are not God's approved ways or legitimate ways of bringing help. Say amen. Second Chronicles 28. Let's go to uh, 21. For Ahaz took away a portion out of the house of the Lord and out of the house of the king and of the princes and gave it unto the king of Assyria. But he helped him not. To 22. And in the time of distress, did he trespass yet more against the Lord? This is this, this is that King Ahaz. 23. For he sacrificed unto the gods of Damascus, which smote him. And he said, because the gods of the king of Syria, the kings of Syria helped them. Therefore, I will also sacrifice to them that they may help me. But they were ruined of him and Israel. So, this is someone who needed help. But his anticipation was wrong. Help comes from God. And often, when God will help you, you don't even know how it will come. We can't predict his help. We can't. How many of you, there's the most significant things that will happen in your life. Often, you don't even have any control over it. You'll be shocked. You'll be so shocked. Bishop Dark says that all the great things he has done, or all the great things that God has done to him, it was things he never planned. They were things that actually happened randomly. You get it. The things you rather plan, they won't work. You know, one time I was talking to a guy in the church, and I realized that this guy had been waiting on God for a while, but he was not, help was not really coming. Mm-hmm. So I realized that he was talking to a white woman on the phone. And I said, so I called her and I said, look, I know you are believing God for help. I want to say, oh, God will send you a helper. In your mind, you may think it's this white woman, but I want to tell you that this is not a will that God will help you. This one rather will make you backslide. Then I saw him talking to another lady. I said, no, God is not going to say, your help, no, when you wake up, you see that the help came without your efforts. The significant thing that will happen, you wake up and it's like, listen, people beg for things. Do you get it? People what? but they don't get. Help is mysterious. Help is what? When was it? Thursday evening. Or when? When the pastor Sean come to the house? Thursday. Friday afternoon. Pastor Sean wanted me to do something for him. So he called me. He said, I'm, I'm coming home. So he comes home and I'm like, no, we, we met around Atomic and he's like, I was like, let's have lunch. And he said, oh, let's, let's go and eat. I said, oh, the truth is they've cooked for me in the house, so I need to go and eat it now. Then he said, okay, let's go. Then you do what we'll do. We go home. Then Dickness Doris brings the food, serves us. And when he, he sort of said, wow, these people are taking very good care of my prophet. 
Then he says, for, for them taking good care of my prophet, evangelist, can I bless them? Eben was walking somewhere. I'm talking about help. Like, what you've not imagined. As you are sleeping or somewhere, God will just send you something. So don't, you see, don't be caught up in this web of like predicting God. Then that's where mistakes come because when you see a boy, you say, okay, this boy, I'll marry him. Then when I marry him, because he has money, then we do this, this, this. It doesn't work. This lady has a good job. One time, a guy came to me and said, I like this lady. I said, okay, why do you like this lady? He said, because she has a job. I said, you are very, very summary. He has a job. And she, he made a statement. I heard you say, my mother had a job and she helped you. So I'm also thinking that because this person has a job, if I marry, I say, ah, how can you think that? that and that's how, all of us, that's how we are. That's why when we talk to people in our head, we are thinking that, oh, God, tell this person I need money. Let him bless me. Have you prayed that prayer before? Don't be a hypocrite. Especially when people are counting money. When I was a tea, I used to be very hungry. Many times when I go to lectures, I'll be praying, God, tell this lecturer. Especially if they are spiritual, I say, God, tell this lecturer that today I've not eaten. But they, the prayer will never be answered. So Pastor Sean said, can I bless them? I said, man of God, go ahead. We finished eating everything. Then he called Doris. I said, Dodo, what's your name? What's your number? I've sent you 1,000 CDs. He said, where's the other guy? The fair guy. I said, well, hey, Ben. He said, yes, call him too. What, do you have Momo? He said, no, I don't have Momo. Okay, I sent you 2,000. Coming out of the door, APG is also there. He said, ah, you two, are you around here? What, you two, what is your Momo? 500. Within 15 minutes, 2,500 of help. When, no, I'm saying, let's, let's leave it to God. Let's what? Don't predict. Because your prediction, you cage God. Right now, I'm even learning not, for instance, this time when I'm going to sow a seed, I'll ask God, and this is what, I know, I've, I've stopped that. If I sow the seed, what let's what God wants for me come to pass. Because in talking, you may say something that is lower. Do you get it? In saying what your mind thinks, you end up saying something that is a lower version. Favor is mysterious. Oh. Someone came to their office and I asked the person, do you want a phone? Yes, I want a phone. I said, are you sure you want a phone? Right now, do you want a phone? Do you want a phone? Do you want a phone? And I give the person a phone. Now, what did the person The person didn't do anything. You see, you don't have to do anything for the help God will give you. Not necessarily. He has chosen to help you. Please, you get it. So don't... Is it in your all your tightness like oh God give me give me give me give me give me God it will not work. The most beautiful relationships they don't happen because someone planned. Planned. Even for me to be a pastor, I mean I never planned to be a pastor. So can I tell you the most beautiful things that will happen in your life? They will happen without your prediction. 
your marriage will happen without a prediction. The change you want to see, uh, it will happen without your effort. I was counseling some, some, someone and the wife to be, that look, people don't change and you can't change anybody. It's only God who can change people. But I used to be some way, very some way. My wife, my wife used to cry. I don't, I don't care. But when God changed me, he changed me. And it had nothing to do with her. It had nothing. It had nothing. She was just here somewhere. God also worked on me and brought me back to her. So let's believe in the invisible supernatural ability of God to bring us help. You've imagined you drive one day, but it's not going to be because you, you put two and two together. And when you begin to do that, that's when you begin to please men, try to cut corners here, lie a little here. It's like trying to help God. By helping God, you only manufacture an Ishmael. Let us leave. God talks to people. You don't get me. God talks to people. God, me, I don't like to ask. I won't ask. I won't ask you for something. I want God to talk to you. Because if God talks to you, look, did you ask anybody for something? Do you know when Pastor Sean gave daughter the money? Then daughter said, Hey, Papa. It, because I don't give them money. I don't give, nobody in my house gets money from me. You get your food, that's it, and oil. So choose one. You either have food or oil or money. I mean, I don't pay money. <laughs> so daughter came and said, Papa, it was just yesterday I said that if I don't get money, I'll come and ask you for money. And daughter has never asked me for money, by the way. But you see, as she was thinking, God was answering. God is able to send you help that you don't have to beg. You don't have to. Don't beg. If you're in this church, we are not beggars. This is not the place. We don't call anybody and say, see, if you lie down, you are dying. Say, God, if you don't send me, here are they. Whatever are you. If, let, do, whatever will happen, let it happen. Now, if God himself inspires you, oh, call this person, that's fine. Talk to this person, that's fine. But don't be eager like, it's like, hey, you need to do this for me, you need to call. No. no. Because God can talk to people for you. And when God talks to people to do things for you, they will do it from their heart. And they will do it very well. Yes. Maybe very well. Recently, I've had some of me. One day I was in the office, someone brought me a perfume. Very nice perfume. I never, I just in the morning I said, Oh, if I had a perfume, I like. But before I read the person, I brought a very nice perfume. Which later I realized I like too much. So God also told me to give to someone. And let him pay me. Because you see, God doesn't want anything to enter my heart. So when God said, Give it out, I say, Oh, next time I won't let things like this get. So right now I don't want things to be getting into my heart. Painfully, I gave it. I was not, even now, I'm still not happy. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
<clears throat> but God told me clearly, wouldn't it be nice for this person to have this perfume? I said, okay, let it be so. God talks to people. You can't get even 10 CDs from someone. But if God talks to them, hey, they can even give you 100,000. Yeah, God talks to people. Now, this is the greatest skill. Stay in your place and let God work out wonders for you. Amen. Hallelujah. God talks to people. You can be there. God will say to someone, send this lady 300 Ghana CDs. Yesterday, I was just lying down. I saw someone came to the church. Guess what? And gave me a bag, $30,000. said, take Use it too. I'm using this to support the project. When I was I receive it. I receive it. Why won't God do it? God will do it. When, and, and guess what? When God talks to you and you obey, uh, God, when he talks to other people for you, they will obey. If God says, do this for this person and you obey, when God talks to other people for you, they will also do it. The reason why nobody may come to you is because you, when God speaks to you for people, you don't obey. One day I had a very nice gold. It's not gold, but it looks like gold. Gold watch. My brother in the US bought for me. A nice watch. Wednesday meeting, as I was preaching, then I raised my hand, then I saw someone, then the Holy Spirit won't, and that's how the Holy Spirit always talks to, won't this look nice on the person's hand? I said, God, this one, no, no, no. Now, now, when you train yourself like that, that's when you receive help. Because when God talks, you don't wait. You don't say, oh, tomorrow, or, because it, if it's if it's tomorrow, you, you stop yourself from receiving a great blessing. He said, won't it look nice on the person's hand? He said, oh, God. Give it to the person. As someone is somewhere, God is thinking of the person. Like, oh, this person, this watch will be nice on their hand. That is the same one as you had. God is thinking of a car for you. I'm going to be driving. God will tell them, won't this car look nice for, uh, what's it, Mulash? The Mulash will be there. Someone say, come and take a car. <laughs> Sorry, a car. Do I deserve it? God thought of you and you deserved it. So I go, I walk to the person and I remove their watch and I say, Brother, God says I should give you this watch. The Holy Spirit says I should give you this watch. They say, Wow. That is how you be saying because people will give you things and you'll be saying, Wow. Am I teaching? Now, hell from above is coming. We need an open heart. Okay? We need an open heart. All I'm doing is actually bringing faith that look, I can be somewhere God would think of me. David was in the wilderness. God thought he could be king. Period. God didn't care of what someone thought. When you are sleeping, God can be working things for you. Look at Mr. Timothy's amazing testimony. But someone would have been 
sacrifice. Look at this guy. He went to sacrifice to another God. He was an Israelite, but he went to sacrifice to another God. And it caused more problems for him. But he could have just stayed and, and just believed in God and God would have done it for him. Say amen. Hallelujah. So, I'm continuing again and I'm sharing with you three types of people who will not receive help from God. Three types of people who will not receive what? Help from God. Number one, unimpressed people cannot receive help from God. Genesis 1, verse 1. Ask your neighbor, are you unimpressed? Do you know the meaning of an unimpressed person? Like they don't, they can't catch an impression. Look at this amazing thing God is going to do. Look at it. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Can you create a car? Can you create sand? But God, powerful God, created the heaven and the earth. Verse 2. And the earth was without form and void. So, there was a little problem with what God created. Not so. Because he says he created the heavens and what? The earth. And we all know what is in the heavens. And we all know what is in the earth. But now they are saying that the earth was without what? Form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face. So there was chaos in the creation. Now, which one do you choose to see? Do you choose to see the magnificence of the power of creation? Or you choose to see the darkness? That is how unimpressed people see. Put Kumasi Church, their first Sunday on the screen. First, as we say that, hallelujah, leave it there like that. This is our Kumasi branch. An unimpressed person, and I'm saying this because if you're unimpressed, it means that God cannot catch your attention. And if God cannot catch your attention, he can't give you anything. If I want to do something from top, you need to be looking at me and sort of waiting to receive. Not so. Huh. Now, Kumasi Church has started a branch. And you look at it and say, Ah, Pastor Pan. I thought you were going to show us a church. Ah, is this one a church? It's just like some assembly meeting be that they are coming to do community whatever. It's not impressed. It's not impressed. But do you know what it's, it takes to sit down like this? You don't. Ah, give me another side shot of the beautiful church. Wow, see, a church and people are wearing chalote. Unimpressed. 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 It's like, it does, the thing is beautiful, but it does not make an impression on you. When we went to our land, where we bought, there's some cattle people at the back 
and the place is like cow dung. Is it correct? And there are some wicked flies there. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you go, you have to cover your head. Yes, at the back, that side. And as you are there, you see, you can easily think that is this a place like why should we be having church and cattle and a moo like you can easily be unimpressed. You can easily be unimpressed. God deliberately does things like that. He wants to see if you can still find something in there to give glory to him. He wants to still see if your eye will see something beautiful in there. Have you ever given someone something they thought was, they didn't treat it right? Oh yeah, as a pastor, I give things to people. And you, you are thinking this person should be happy. I told someone, listen, I gave a phone to someone, but the screen was cracked. Then I said, I had to teach the person. I said, you see, this is a very beautiful gift I've given you. It's a very beautiful gift because not everybody will have this gift. You get it. You have to train yourself because, you know, we have a sense of entitlement that we deserve something bigger from God. It's by grace, actually. But, you know, we have a certain sense of entitlement that if God, and especially when we've given, it's like, if I give a Corolla, then why am I driving a Picanto? But hey, God don't owe you nothing. Yes. God does not owe you nothing. Thank God you have a Picanto to drive. What of the one who doesn't drive? Most of the time, God will actually even test you with a smaller version of what you really want to see if you will really, really, really be impressed. Yes. God is bringing a great glory into your life, but he will test you with a smaller version. That is how God wants to give you a husband. Huh? A bishop, Papa Pound. But guess what? He will bring you a young man who doesn't create an impression. You will see how you relate. Will you look at him and be looking at other people? Remember the baby who is sucking the breast and is looking at the other breast? Will you be saying, I want this boy rather? Will you be saying, I want this boy? Everybody can just have one boy. Not so. You can't have two boys. Can you have two husbands? So why is it that you are looking at another person's husband and you are saying, I want this husband? What you have is what you have. Why are you looking at someone's wife and saying, I wish my wife was a little fairer? It means you are unimpressed with the wife God gave you. When you were going, why was it dark? <laughs> you should have seen. Say amen. Second Samuel 6.20 Say, I will be impressed by the hand of God. Then David returned to bless his household. And Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David. 
and said, how glorious was the king of Israel today? <laughs> Who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaid of his servants as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovered himself. Oh! King's wife. The ark of God has been away for a long time. God has brought back the ark. In fact, when we're bringing, someone died painfully. We had to learn all over again to handle this ark. Now, by God's grace, we've brought this ark in. And again, I'm just displaying small so that we see in, in, in excitement of my God. Look at this shameless woman rather. See what she's saying. That why did the king dance like that? Should the king have been? As the king is dancing, that people are happy. And that's how most wives are. Most wives, that's how they are. Pastors' wives. They aren't impressed by their husbands. They aren't impressed. That husband is preaching powerfully. Preaching, people are falling down. Are you sure he didn't push her? Don't become that kind of wife. You'll be shocked. Everybody's saying, Bishop, Bishop, Papa, Papa. I for only her can I say, hey, Kofi. Unimpressed. No admiration for the things of God. I'm sure when David was dancing, go back to verse 20, verse 18. As soon as David had made an end of the offering, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. 19. And he dealt among the people. Told the people, okay, I think it should be around 16, 17. The place where he was dancing. And as the ark of God came into the city, Michal's daughter looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was gathered with a linen effort. So can you imagine? David was dancing, then his dress would be going off, then his chest would be showing. Then people would be saying, oh, king, oh, king, oh, king. But the wife was looking in the mirror, look at this foolish man. Yes, look at this foolish man. Shouldn't he know better? Should a king expose himself like this in public? Should a king be dancing like this? Should a king be doing this? This is so shameful. This is so disgraceful. Is it the right thing to do? Unimpressed. Actually, are you impressed by the things of God? As you are sitting in the church right now, you'll be shocked that someone is rather thinking of how empty the church is than being impressed by actually the branches and the grace that God has given to us. What is our worth if we stay here and here is full? If you have 100,000 cities, Santa, you put 40,000 treasury bills. You put 20,000 B-Fund. Uh, uh, data bank B-Fund. You put 20,000. You buy dollars and pounds. You put it in a foreign exchange account. How much are you left? Maybe 20,000. Doesn't mean you've lost for 80,000. The people who are not here, have we lost them? They are just out there doing something for God. We must be impressed. One thing I thank God so much for, so much for, for a friend like Pastor Sean, a brother like that. He has always been impressed with the things I do. Always. And it gives me so much strength. 
He says, ah, MK, MK. He calls me MK. God has done mighty things with you. We can't wait to see what is going on. And when he says, my head is swelling. But some people just say, oh. Mm. Mm. Uh. Oh, really? Uh, you said, where did we start the branch? Where? UP what? Uh -huh. Ah, by the road. Mm. Okay. I remember the first time I called Pastor Sean, come, come and be with us under the tree. That day we were just, it was Jifai and I. And he was, he was, his head was aching. So he went to lie at the bar. <laughs> then we had a service. When he, finished, he came and he tied, I don't remember, he tied his head with something. Then he said, I see a crusade. And I see ambulance and turns back. Yes. So impressed. So impressed. As you've come to church, as we are busy here, how you, don't you see how serious we are? You, you, you are not impressed. You must be impressed by things of God. Yes. When you become impressed, God will single you out to help you. When you become impressed, God will help you. God will help you. When you see through, you say, ah, this is a great thing God is doing here. This is a great thing God is doing. That is when God will, will help you. Ungrateful people, number two, cannot receive help from God. <clears throat> Ungrateful people cannot what? Receive help from God. Number 16, 13. Who is an ungrateful person? An ungrateful person uh, is someone that a bee was going to bite them and you try to kick the bee off. But as you're kicking, then it hits your glasses or it hits your cheeks when it spots your makeup. Then you ignore the bee and the sting of the bee and focus more on your makeup. And say, why have you spoiled my makeup? That's an ungrateful person. A person who devalues the value you've given him. And now makes value of the trivial things that should not make sense. Rather. Makes that thing rather become the big deal. That's an ungrateful person. You do something great for someone. And they overlook the greatness. Do you have friends like that? A friend you always give money to. You always buy food for. Then one day you are going out with a friend and you say, oh, can you buy me water? And say, oh, you know, my money is just 20 CDs and I need to buy this. So please, when we get to Medina, please make sure you give me the two CDs you took. Oh, my friend. My friend. My friend, I can't even buy a dress. When, you go, when I go to town and I buy a dress, I think of you and I buy the same dress for you. Ungrateful. We call them ingrates. God does great things for us, but we trivialize it. It would have happened anyway. Oh, don't you know? One day a man was in a building, the building collapsed. 
that he was under there for like four or five days. Went into coma. They brought him out. He went to coma, everything. But they helped him. They resuscitated him back. So they called him and they were interviewing him. First they called the wife. Hello, missus. Um, what do you have to say about your husband? Tapping to him. He said, oh, my husband is a very strong-willed man. He's a very brave man. If you ask for my husband, there's no situation that he cannot come out of. So I'm not shocked that my husband even died and came back. Wow. Then he called the man himself. Hello, sir. What is, what do you have to say about you going and like, what happened? He said, I've always been a very strong-willed man. I've always been bold. Bold and beautiful. I've always been bold. I've always had uh, this will to live. And that's why I came back. What a wow. They ask him, so what of this heaven and hell thing that they are saying, when you died, did you see any hell? Say, oh, forget about your nonsense. There's no hell. There's no heaven. I was just there. Four days later. Four days. He slept and did not wake up again. Right now, you are a strong-willed man. Wake up and let's see. Is it a small thing? Give me a message. Look at it. People have been in slavery for 400 plus years. Some people, they are dying. You bring them out. They say, oh, did I ask you to help me? Oh. Some of your friends, they are sick. They are hungry. You give them, say, eh, did I send you to do it? Haven't you helped people? They've told you, did I send you? Did I send you? Isn't it enough that you yanged us out of the land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness? Do you know what they were doing now? They were calling Egypt the land of milk and honey. And now you keep trying to boss us around. 14. Face it, you haven't produced. You haven't brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey. They were not thinking of the slavery as a better place as compared to being free people. You have not done anything. When you came, you came to do miracles. You told us that you do, you take us to a land flowing. Where's the land of milk and honey? Let me tell you, if you don't appreciate the little God has given you, forget it. He won't mind you. He will not mind you. Thanksgiving must become your attitude. Don't be ungrateful. Don't look on what God has done and trivialize it. You haven't produced. You haven't brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey. You haven't given us the promised land, the promised inheritance of fields and vineyards. You would have to poke your eyes out to keep us from seeing what's going on. Forget it. We are not coming. Ungrateful people. Oh, after all God has done for you, is this what you, is this how you pay back 
Is this how you say thank you? What is the most painful way someone has said thank you to you before? People really can say thank you in very painful ways. Yes. Very painful ways. You can give something to someone and, you know, the way the person will treat the thing, you see that, no? He doesn't know the value of the thing. God gives us life. For you, you see, you think God has not done anything for you. But can I ask you a question? If you know what people have to do just to be able to stay alive, just to stay alive, you'll be shocked and you'll be thankful. The person is alive, but he can't talk. But the fact that he's alive and people are consoled, even that alone it is so much. You don't need any life support. You don't need any oxygen. You don't need any special drug. Some people, when they eat, they say their sugar has gone too high, so they have to give them something else to correct them. Already, they can't eat. They have to give them something so they can eat. Now, when they eat, the sugar goes high. Now, they have to give them something to correct the sugar. Then, as the sugar is going down, they said now their blood pressure too has gone. Then, they have to give them. So, one person is like a whole project. You, you can eat anything you want to eat. Still, you are not grateful. You open your mouth and say things like, what has God done for us? This year, there, no action. Sometimes I call some people in the church and ask them. Then they call, they say, Shenko. Why should you say Shenko? Shenko. Shenko is like, God has not done anything. That's ingratitude. And you can't receive help from God. <clears throat> There's so much to be thankful for. The air you are breathing free, someone is paying for it. Hmm? When they went to the hospital to visit someone, they said, we have to put oxygen. Oh! Oxygen that we're all breathing through. The person has lost the ability to breathe, the, absorb the oxygen, oxygen in the way that is. So it's like, right now, we have to give the person the ab ability put it on the person. They put the oxygen in the person's nostrils. Then, they say, no, it's not going. So now they have to move the thing, the tube, and now they put the, the mask on Kasa. Hey! Kabalabaya. Charlie, lift your hands wherever and say, Father, thank you. Thank you. As you are thanking God, he's bringing you help. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. 1 Samuel 25, 21. David had just said, that's sure a waste. Guarding everything this man had had, had out in the wild so that nothing he had was lost. And now he rewards me with insults, a real slap in the face. This was a man called Nabal. David protected his flock in the wilderness. Then David came and said, Brother, I beg you, me and my men, we are hungry. Give us something small for the boys. Come and see this man. Who is David? Now everybody wakes up. They want to be on their own. Everybody breaks from his master. Who is David that I should give? What has David done for me? Oh, what has David done for me? But he was sleeping in his house when David was pretending. So you see, never, never ever eh, question God. Because what God really does for us, 
Many of the things you don't see. Our spiritual father was celebrating his birthday. Now, our spiritual father, he has not preached in this church before. He has never preached in our church. He has never... Most of you have not even seen him preaching before. He's never come in a service. None of those. But his inputs are recognized. When they wrote their thing, I said, no, change it. And I wrote it myself. I said, thank you for your seen and unseen inputs in our lives. Thank you for your what? Seen and unseen inputs in our lives. Because sometimes you don't see, but it is working. Sometimes you may not hear the prayer, but it is what? Sometimes you are not there. One time, I was, I was with Pastor Isaiah, and I was flipping my Bible. Then a paper note fell, and I laughed, and I showed it to her. I was praying for Jemima. Yeah. So I said, this is the, I mean, when, now I don't, now maybe I don't do that. But those is when I pray for, I write the prayer points on cards. So when I'm walking, I'll be reading, I'll be praying. I said, look at it. She's in the household. Look at the prayer. This is like six years ago. I said, look at the prayer I was praying for this lady. You don't know. So when you sit in your house, I said, oh, Pastor Mubarak, he's a, he's a wicked man. Is that what I get for praying for you? Do you not know, be you because you never know. That someone does not preach it does not mean he doesn't do anything for us. Let us not be ungrateful people. Say, I will not be ungrateful. Say, I will not be ungrateful. Say, I will not pay evil for good. Say, I will not return evil for good. Hallelujah. The third and the last is unfaithful people cannot receive help from God. And what? Faithful. Who is an unfaithful person? An unfaithful person is someone who is unable to take care of what is entrusted into their hand. <clears throat> Hallelujah. God wants to give you more. God wants to give you help. Okay? But you see, whatever he's going to give you, it's going to be based on what you've done with what he's already given you. Amen. Whatever God is going to put in your hand is what? It's based on what he has already given you. Many times, I'll be working with Mr. Uda. And I'll tell Mr. Uda, Mr. Uda, you must take care of your shop very well, though. You must take care of your shop very well. You must take care of your shop very well. Mr. Uda, get someone to sit in the shop. When you wake up, don't be roaming. Go and sit at the shop. 
go to the Mr. Oda is blessed. He has a restaurant, he has a factory where they sold things. He has uh what's the name? Showroom. I say, Mr. Huda, go be with the workers. Go in the morning, close in the evening. So he said, Bishop, that means I can't walk with you because everywhere I'm going, I'll call you. I say, I understand. Go. I'll walk alone. I'll be fine. So he goes in the morning. He's there with the workers. He closes in the evening. He comes home. Because if you want God to give you a factory that's, that sits 100 workers, what have you done with the two workers? You have to stay with them. You have to know how they are. You have to be able to manage them. Because if, 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 if God gives you two workers, you don't know how to handle them. How can you handle 100 workers? It will give you high blood pressure. But you have to be there. So now when I come, he said, where are you? He said, I'm awake. That's it. I'm where? I'm awake. I went in the morning. I've closed. I'm now coming. Friday, I said, let's go for a walk. Where are you? He said, I'm now coming from work. I said, that's it. If you call me, you won't hear that I'm, I'm here or there. I'm either in my house or in the church. Or doing something for God. I have no friend. I don't have anywhere I go and sit and say, oh, can we eat? Can we chat? I don't have anything like that in my life. Now, I am not idle. What have you done with what God has given you? Maybe you don't have a factory like Mr. Uda, but maybe you have a position in church. What have you done with the position? Some of you, you've not even accepted the position. Oh, you are. It's on to you. If you will sing, woman of God, if you sing before, maybe what God has called you is not to sing, but it's just warming up. Maybe you will preach one day. But if you are not faithful with this, uh, what's the song you sang the other day? You reign. Uh, what? I can't hear you. We have come to draw, draw, draw. Draw from you again. Yeah. If you are not faithful, and you say, Oh, this is my one talent. Who will listen to me? Oh. You'll be there. You say, Oh, God, help me. He won't help you. He won't send anything to you. Yes. God wanted to give me a church. Give us a church. Where did I start from? Under a tree. Do you know why I'm confident that our, those, all those people, they are mega churches. And I've given all of them prophecies. This was my, uh, this was, you see, they cried, they started better than me. Three years ago, this is where I started. They, they have chairs. They have a pulpit. Yeah, and they have, I used to hold my hand, like, sorry, not my hand, but I used to hold the book. This was our media desk. Our whatever was there. Tambourine crowd we didn't have. What a blessing. Faithfulness. Hey. I don't know if I'm faithful, but I try. Did you hear me? I don't know if I'm a faithful person. Because only God can judge. You know, we say we don't say we are humble. 
That's the thing we can't say we are faithful. But I think I do my best. I do my best. If I'm in my house and it's, you are going to church, the pressure I'll give you, you will vanish. The pressure I'll give you, you will vanish from the house. This one, when I was coming, I said, someone is now doing my house. What are you doing here? Pack the thing, quick, quick. I don't know if she finished the makeup or did not finish. I asked Sammy, I do I give pressure? Yes, you give nice pressure. Because it's a sign of faithfulness. Even if you come and one person is there, Charlie, it's a blessing. Just do what you have to do. Because the increase is God. It's not your effort. I don't even know how people have come to sit here. I'm telling you. I don't know how this lady came. I don't know how Mr. Timothy. I don't know. In fact, Mr. Timothy, I never did invite I'll just say he came to the church and said, God has brought me here. And Sammy came in. So even the things that God will give you, it's mysterious. But you just be faithful with the one he gave you. You will be great, but will you be faithful with the drums first? You will be great, but will you be faithful with polishing my shoe first? Yes. We will be great, but will you be great with serving? Everybody does something. And it is in the little thing you are doing that the greatness will come. You know, people serve in my house. People serve. We had the privilege to visit Bishop Oti in his house. A very beautiful place we went. And when we got there, the lady came to open us the gate. We entered. I was with who? Prophet and Brahma. We entered. The lady washing the dishes huh? in the house. Like the way Dodo is washing dishes. And cleaning and holding the baby and babysitting. He's a medical doctor. Yes, I know her. We all in tech. Married. But that's where she is. And it's not today she started taking care of the children. No? In sense. Medical doctor. You. We don't even know if you finish your BEC. We can't tell you to clean water. Your nose will rise like this. Protruding nose, like Pinocchio. Your nose. We can't tell you to clean water. One time we went to uh, give rice. No. That time was not given. Yeah, it was ISI. Doctors were mopping the floor. Lawyers were security men. Yes. Faithfulness. People help. The other guy who was helping in the house, he's also, and um, he has his masters. He's also a pastor. And I was telling Brian, I said, you see, it's because of, can, can I say, ununderstanding. Is it correct? Yes, let me invent it. Your ink, uh, in, the word cry is not coming. Your ununderstanding nature. Oh, he needs to be proud. 
Nobody's on here, by the way, but I'm just saying. An understanding nature. Oh! Just tell me, handle the basket. Why should I be the one to handle the basket? Why should I be the one to clean the church? Ubenyampo. Ubenya. Will you get? It's a great privilege for you to do something. You will not be faithful. Matthew 25, as I wrap up. Are you learning something today? Hmm. Say, hmm. Matthew 25, verses number 13. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servant and delivered unto them his goods. You know, I see a guy, I see like, I'm seeing a vision now, okay? And it's like two cars are going on a race. And one is going very fast and another one is going. And it's like the person, the gear has reached a threshold. And it's like, it can't go again. So it's like, let me just calm down and relax. But suddenly, I see a certain energy enter the car. And it's like, the car is now sped. It's like, I'm tired. Let me just relent. It's like, right now, the thing has just fired. And it's like, the car, the driver in the car is even sure. How is this car now going like this? And that is you. Because many of us are strength. Has gotten to that place where you're like, I'm tired. But no, God is bringing strength. 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 Father, let it be in Jesus' name. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country. Who called his own servants. And de delivered unto them his goods. One, two, three, come. So... He's going to give goods. Down there. He's giving goods. Yeah. All these are dollars. you 500 300 100 now me to have the bank now verse 15 and unto one he gave five talents give me the five talents take take the one look at this and to one he gave the five talents. To another two. Give me one. Two talents. And to another he gave one talent. Every man according to his several ability. And straight away he took his journey. 16. Then he that had received five talents 
five. So he gave you a good secondary school. What school did you go to? Ghana National College. Okay. Then he gave you a degree. What school did you go to? KNUST. What did you read? English. Wow. Impressive. Then he gave you master's degree, which you are doing. And what master's did you do? Public administration. It means you administer the public. I'm lying. It's not true. But you see, what God gave her was because of this word. Go back. Because of her ability. Everybody has a capacity that drives them. I am Pasamuba because God inherently put a capacity in me. Which if he had put in Adam, maybe it would not be the same. You get it? So Adam does not envy me, Adam. Because what I'm handling, Adam may not be able to handle according to ability. Then he gives this one two talents. So he gives this one a degree in English, sociology, and a degree in law. Then he gives this one one talent. One talent may be maybe not a degree, maybe not a master's, but maybe a beautiful face. Hallelujah. Is her face not beautiful? It's a beautiful face equal to a degree. But you know it's also a useful talent. Cover your face like this. Do like you are shy. So do you know the mistake she's doing? She's saying, Oh, beautiful. I don't have a degree. I don't have a master's. Go, go and hide behind this thing. She's hiding. I say, oh, I have a degree. It's not like hers, but you know, I'll manage. So she goes to trade. This one says, oh, God has done me good. I'll do announcements. I'll lead prayer. I'll do dreadlocks. <laughs> I'll do dreadlocks. I'll do a sandwich. I'll speak nice English. One time I asked her a question. Said, Have you spoken? I spoke to him latter some parts in the day. Said, Just go straight. I spoke to him in the afternoon. He <laughs> tried to bamboozle me with English. But you see, she has done something with what God gave her. This one too, not so much by the but you see this one. Me, I feel this one is the most advantaged. Because I didn't stress on this one's face. Neither did I stress on this one's face. But what you see, your one talent, eh, if you take care of it all, is equal to someone's five talents. Because even though you come, even though you don't have a degree, through your face, many people's lives can be touched. Will you be faithful with your face? Do you know some people, you have nice smiles. You have a nice smile. Do you know you can use it for God? Why you use it? You'd rather be smiling to guys. 
restaurant. Pizza Hut. Domino's Pizza. You just... When we get to heaven, God will tell you the smiles you have wasted. Because some of some people can't smile. Some people they try to smile, Christ not coming. So smiling is a gift. Some people don't have the kind of face you have. What are you doing with the one talent? You can say, Pastor, I may not have a degree like this woman here. But I'll use my smile to speak, say announcements in the church. I'll put a flower in my hair. I'll do my nice hair. And I'll come and stand in front of the church. And I'll speak the announcement. God will take the glory. You can say, Pastor, I don't have much, but I have a nice physique. I feel that with what God has given me, when I stand behind the pulpit and I lead kingdom advancement prayer in my suit, someone will see that this is a serious church and that person may come to church. That is your one talent. Prophetess Vanessa preached today, not so. She's a prophetess. You may not even see a cockroach. You may not even see a dream like her. But you can also say, Pastor, I can speak English. Let me also lead prayer. That is your one talent. Now, if this one says, I'll use my one talent, and this one says, I'll use my two talent, and this one says, I'll use my three talent. It provokes heaven to now bring them more. Someone gave a testimony here the other day. A person said, I was waiting for a big break from God. I was waiting for God to do everything. Then I'll come and testify. But I realized that it is not happening. So I just decided, let me just come and see what God has said. I've done now. The person came and shared. I thank God. Hallelujah. Guess what? As I speak now, the person, the big break he was looking for, it has happened. What are you doing with the little thing God gave you? As I was under the tree, do you know, I, I know someone, he said he wants to start a church. He said he, he has bought microphone, he has bought chairs, he has bought this. He said he's looking for space. I said, you don't need all this. I met another pastor. He said, Oh, yeah, dear man, in tree. He says, like, if you are doing something for God, you must do it in quality. I'm like, you don't start. God does not need you to start in quality. Even himself, when he started the earth, there was void and there was distraction. All you need to do is just to start something. And God will bring the quality inside later. What was quality about where we were? Many times people will be passing. I'm sure they will see in their head. What are these people doing here? Are we not here today? By 8 August, we'll be in our auditorium. 
by now you should be getting used to some of these declarations when they come on. Because you know we are not joking here. Now, if you want more help, use what God has given you. If you want more help, use what God has given you. If you want more help, don't run and go and hide behind the pillar. Don't say, I'm not like these people. Don't say, I'm not like these people. It's interesting in this church, we have people with master's degree, whatever, whatever. But we also have people who, have, who don't have, who have S's. We can all do something for God. We can all what? Do something for God. If you are faithful, go back to the scripture. Continue. 16, 17, 18, 19. Go, go back to 18. If you don't go and dig the ground and hide yours, but you go 19 and you trade with it, 20, when he comes back, whatever you have given, you have, you traded with, it will cause it to swell up for you. Because you, through this your face, many people can come to Christ. Through your smile at the gate, You'll be shocked. Someone is so depressed. When you came, no, you smile. Ah, ah, I'll go to this church again. Why? I'm going because of the lady who smiles. Not because of the pastor. The pastor, when he was talking, he was just joking. I didn't even hear what he said. But I like the lady's smile. Wow. Did you see how the ladies were dressed? Oh, I like that lady's dreadlocks. Because of someone's dreadlocks. Jesus is going to win someone. We must be faithful. Say, I'll be faithful. I will be faithful. Whatever I'm asked to do, I'll be faithful. Because if I'm faithful in the least, it will give me the match. Lift your voice and say, Lord, help me to be faithful. Help me to be faithful. Help me to be a faithful steward. Help me to be a faithful steward. Help me to be a faithful steward. Lord Jesus, give me the grace to stay faithful. Some of you, you've not received what you have to do yet, but God is showing you a picture of what you have to do. You must reach out in faith and get hold of it and say, Lord, I will faithfully do this. I will faithfully do this. Some of you, what you are doing is not easy. But you want to say, Lord, I will trust you for the grace to remain faithful. This work is so difficult. There are times, I mean, I don't want to say it's so difficult, but it can get a bit tough. There are times where you have to keep pushing it. You have to keep pushing it. It's faithfulness. I pray for you today that the grace of God will help you. In your least you'll be faithful. In your match, you'll be faithful. Put your hand on your chest and just ask God to help you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Visit www 
ChristAboundingLove.com and our social media handles at the Christ Abounding Love Church for more audio messages and details on all upcoming conferences. God bless you.